Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And Lisa, I think you're going to nerd out with us again this week. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> I picked the nerdy topic. I knew I needed to do one. All right. Well, so the article I have that I, I really liked, but it actually came about from reading an article in the uh, mathematics teacher ed. I just really like their new journal on learning to teach. But it's an article on use, the use of stat, statistics in daily life. And you and I have enough experience of working with PhD students that when we start saying statistics, they're like, ah! and we talk to teachers and they're like, oh, you know, stats. And I think we need to unravel that for a bit. And I think as a current topic and issue, you know, we've been bombarded with statistics in society forever, but even more lately from elections to, you know, the pandemic to daily gas fuel shortages, you know, how many, um, you know, what that cyber attack did to the fuel lines. And you just think about that on a daily basis. But I think that's like up here. I would just encourage families this summer. It's a great time. Summer is an amazing time to teach statistics and stop making it hard, but just think about it. You know, a lot about stats. You go to the grocery store and you have a shopping cart that is two thirds full. How much does your child think it's going to, to cost? You know, probably if they're really young, they're going to say like my niece, $2. It's like, well, I wish. Um, whereas your teenager might say, oh, that's going to cost $200. So again, having that discussion, well, what's to, what percentage of our budget did we spend on the grocery store today? I think we often see statistics as something scary and something that mathematicians do. It's actually something everybody does every day. Not only do people think about it informally every day. I, I think I think you're right. Most people do. but also. Um, it's kind of a, a shared interest when you when you're a part of the statistic. So any of us who have news feeds, for example, you know, that pop up in our phone, we're looking, you know, there's always some X percentage of somebody did something and you're like, oh, I'm one of them or, oh, I'm not one of them. So so even personalizing statistics to a degree. And I, you know, spend my every waking hour at the moment involved in sports and yeah, you better believe every statistic, you know, if you think my kids aren't checking their stats all the time, they definitely are. They're well aware of their own statistics in sports. So how can we leverage this and how can we leverage this kind of information? How can we also tie this kind of information to other types of learning? I would transfer the skills that we use, you know, when we go and look up our statistics for, in sports, how do we transfer that skill you know, into other areas. That's, that's really the key. And I think that's also the opportunity for teachers. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned sports, the Olympics are coming up right away. What a great place to, you know, have your kids revisit. Um, those things are archived forever, you know, watch their favorite sport, or if they don't have a favorite sport, have them, you know, read their favorite newspaper, have them look at genetics. If that's of interest to them, you know, I think statistics are, are, People think them think they're scary, but I actually love this article because she recommends in the classroom, like she went around and went into a work office and just took pictures and then asked the kids to analyze pictures of the workplace. You know, how many people were in standing desk? How many people were using a Mac versus a PC? How many people um, had post-it notes on their walls? There's so much data. And if you mix digital image with data, you could have statistics coming out your ears. Even better, send your kids out to a couple workplaces, have them take pictures of something that's interesting and bring it back. You're at a local McDonald's, you're at, you know, calculate the calories per the price, <laughs> price percent 
experience. Uh, you'll find that, you know, Burger King, Wendy's and McDonald's, you might have more calories for less money, but again, what's the nutritional value? So there it's just everywhere. And I think we make it hard and scary. And so as somebody who loves, loves, loves STEM, the jobs of the future mean we all have to be a little better in stats. Well, we don't cause we have jobs. If you don't have a job that's different, that's probably an area to maybe think about building up your skills, but our children have to be better than they ever have been, not necessarily in calculating it. We got this thing called a computer, but understanding what gets spit out. And I think that's what I love about this article. She says, you know, use pictures, use data, frame your question and make it organic that it's just something that happens every day, all day long. And you mentioned images, Lisa. Uh, from recently going through a lot of high school level work and test prep and SAT prep, et cetera, being able to understand displayed data is a critical skill as well. So both generating it and being able to understand visuals associated with stats, really critical right now. So let's put the practical spin on it. It's summer. Let's desensitize kids to the words (laughs) associated with statistics. Let's try to make it something that, again, the more we can talk about and model thinking about stats, the less scary it's going to be when kids get back to school. And I'm going to end with my favorite statement that your child or your student can never be wrong when you ask them to predict. Yet it is a fascinating skill set when you ask a kid to predict, because when they predict the grocery cart will cost $2 and another predicts $200 and it costs $87.50, what a great lesson to teach statistics. But really good statisticians, they don't need, you know, I'm, I'm a coupon shopper, you know me, Becky, and, <laughs> and I can calculate a discount on a clothing item at 70% off with 4% off and 2% off in my head and my husband and son look at me instantly. But that's the reason I'm, I've always been good in math as a physicist. So again, wherever you are in life, it doesn't matter the topic, whether, you know, you're into robotics or you're into shopping or you're into sports or you're into education, or you just like to go to the golf course, or you like to go to the restaurants. Statistics are sitting there waiting, but the best way to start always, especially with kids that you think don't quite get it, is let them predict. And we know many of our kids with disabilities struggle. And when they predict the cart will cost $200 and it costs $12.50, you know, that's when you start to have those hard discussions. Let's talk about less and more. Go go to simpler words instead of predicting and then start to say, okay, is this cart going to cost more than $20 or less? Oh, it's going to cost a lot more. Mm, I don't know. It costs $12.50. So again, you keep kind of waning down what you're talking about, but predicting is one of my personal favorites because the kids never feel bad when they predict. That's, that's a great tip. And I, I hope that everybody who's teaching younger kids understands that whether you're doing this, you know, as a parent this summer, or if you're a teacher of younger kids, if we can start doing that in our elementary classrooms, having those kind of conversations, especially Lisa, the idea of predicting in a really low stakes way, you're really setting kids up for success later. All right. Well, we hope you got some ideas. Now go do some statistics from this session. Uh, Thanks for joining us. You can send us uh, questions on our Facebook page at Practical Access, or you can send us a tweet at Access Practical.